You guys, oh. thank you for listening to Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. I'm Michael Paul Smith. I'm a Ted O'Gorman. Ted and I are celebrating. Mike, I, yes? I can't believe it's uh, week 12. and This has been a pleasure, man. Oh, thanks. I can't believe we're uh, never going to see each other again after this. Oh, is that the plan? Well, I mean, we're done. What else is there to do? We're on episode 12. <laughs> well, I appreciate you wearing your tuxedo for this, our... Well, I guess Gala I'm the only finale. one that dressed up. What do you think I'm wearing? Mike, you're in your boxer shorts. That's not true. Stop playing with the emotions of our listeners. Okay. Ted's having a little trouble, ladies and gentlemen. No big deal. But this is definitely our season one finale, and we hope you enjoy it. And now we present more things you should never, ever say on a first date. Or probably ever. I've never been convicted of anything I've been accused of. Just thought you'd like to know. More than anything else, I like to cuddle. And when we're cuddling, I like to think about how I want to tell Kristen how I really feel about her. But I can't until my father, the Reverend, dies. My mother and I still kiss on the lips. Sometimes I put on blackface when no one's home. It makes me feel bad. I don't know why I do it. The Branch Davidians got nothing on me. I sometimes wonder aloud about what children would look like if they were turned inside out. Oops, <laughs> I guess I did it again. <laughs> Remember the opening sequence of Saving Private Ryan when the doors on the landing craft come down and the soldiers all get blown to shit and there's just blood everywhere? That's days one through three. And then day five of my period. I live in the start of water tower. It's drained. Did you see that car wreck outside? So hot. I've always been really turned on by overweight, disorganized guys. Something about the thought of your clumsy fuselage crashing about the apartment gets me damp. Well, I used to think I was a contortionist, but turns out my collarbone just breaks really, really easily. Wanna see? Seriously, if you come home early from work, I may in fact be in blackface. I have a bright blue suit, spats on my shoes, and a cane. I enjoy standing in front of my mirror and singing from the Great American Songbook, just in blackface. And I feel terrible. All I have to do is put my hand in between the chair and the table and then just shift my body like so and... Ah! Yeah, there it is. That is totally broken. This has been More Things You Should Never Ever Say on a First Date. Or probably ever. Hey everyone, this is Steve Zahn. You might remember me from a little movie called Reality Bites. I've done a lot of stuff since then, but for now, I'm just gonna play a little bit of the classic Nintendo game Punch-Out, and I'm pretty far along. This great tiger's pretty predictable, till he starts spinning around and multiplies himself by three. Oh, alright, I just gotta, just gotta hit the down arrow when he comes around. I'm hitting it, I'm hitting it! Oh, come on. Oh, c come on. No. Come on. Come come on. Come on. Come on. I hit it. Oh, come on. I hit it. Oh. Come on. Go, come on. Oh, go, go, come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, now I got to go back. Perfect.
you tired of seeing your friends succeed in life while you're stuck in a rut? Are those red pants wearing Harvard cunts giving you a hard time? Check out the Hogwarts Technical School of Witchcraft and Wizardry at our new Massachusetts satellite campus. Oh, you'll enjoy the same magical education people have experienced at the original English campus, but you won't have to venture outside the greater Boston area or experience one moment in a new culture. But don't take my word for it. Just listen to these testimonials. When Hogwarts said they could no longer accept any more applicants to the Northumberland or Ronkonkoma, New York campuses, I thought my dream had died. I was surprised to learn of the other satellite campus right here in the great city of Boston. Now I attend classes under the Deer Island Wastewater Treatment Plan in Boston Harbor. I swim to school every day with a smile on my face. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. I'm growing gills of my very own, and I don't even need gillyweed. I was down to Cape blowing lines of coke off the glass table in Harley Flanagan's parlor. Turns out the fellow that sold me the coke had switched it for spackle dust. Boy, was that a night I wanted to forget. Then somewhere along the line I found out about Hogwarts. So I'm here now. Sometimes I try to think about my life for Hogwarts. Then I remember, I didn't really like the socks. Although my brother would hang me upside down off the green monster with the hope that I'd get hit in the face by a screamer from Manny Ramirez. The day I got my owl was the day I vowed I was going to frame Manny for using steroids. Thank you, Hogwarts. Hogwarts promises you that when you're enrolled here, your security is paramount. Our private squad of Dementors is supplemented by a whole bunch of middleweight boxes that are past their prime, but still pretty good. My favorite thing about Hogwarts? They still have condom machines in the men's room. You ever need a jimmy cap? There you are, right in the fucking men's room. MIT wasn't a great fit for me. They've got like a list of classes and shit you gotta complete before you can get paid for being smart. I said fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. So now I'm working at Diagon Alley selling wands. It's a fucking living, you know? Also, I do a little drywall on Saturdays. Thanks, Hogwarts. Hey, Mrs. Costigan. Hey, Mrs. Costigan. Mrs. Costigan! Mrs. Costigan! I heard they sent Tim up Shirley Way for passing bad checks. Guess the apple really doesn't fall far from his whore mother. How am I doing? I'm at Hogwarts, you saggy bitch. Oh, enroll in Boston Hogwarts today. Act now and receive four free months of Spotify. Use your time turner and call five minutes ago and receive free admission to the farmer's market at Holy Cross. They got corn. Hogwarts. Get sorted for life. I went to Hogwarts, and I got sorted. And I got sorted. And I got sorted. Get sorted for, for life. life. For life. Go fuck yourself. And for the last time, I don't know who set fire to Mrs. O'Leary's dog. Was it your son, Mrs. Costigan? He's no prize. We'd like to end our first season with a very serious reenactment for something that affects far too many relationships in the world today, more than you might realize. Where were you? Christ, you scared me. I was, um, I was working late. Oh, were you? Yeah. Do you know what time it is? Don't look at your phone. Uh, not really. Like I said, I, I was working. Why the hell is your voice so hoarse? I don't know. I'm coming down with something, I guess. You were at karaoke, weren't you? So what if I was? You son of a bitch! Yeah, that's good. Break all our dishes if that's what makes you feel big. But you're gonna feel really bad later when you're watching me clean it up! What does karaoke have that I don't? 
I want to know everything. And you never sing with me anymore. And you didn't even dim the lights when we talk. You threw out my strobe light, my zebra cushions. You don't play a single guilty pleasure when you put music on. Should I continue? I feel like I married a stranger. Well, join the club. I didn't know I married Reverend Shaw from Footloose. That was about dancing. It's the same idea. Well, at least if you were out dancing, you wouldn't come home this late and this exhausted every night. You're generalizing. You wouldn't have your pockets filled with mini post-it notes with five-digit numbers written on them. Sorry! You're screwing up at work because you take hour-long showers every morning. They're called rehearsals. They are not. Needless to say, you're spending hours and hours at a bar. I'm perfectly sober. That's even weirder. You know it's a business, right? I tip on my ginger ales. I asked you to go with me. They all want to meet you. Oh, how exciting. Then I can listen to simultaneous bachelorette parties request 12 wireless mics to all sing every line of Summer Lovin' with no regard for who's playing which character. They're all singing both parts. That's really specific. Did it happen tonight? That's not the point at all of what I'm trying to... I'm sure they were right next to the bridge and tunnel assholes getting alcohol poisoning just so they can summon the courage to take turns singing Living on a Prayer a few dozen times in a row. Well, that may be. But there's also people like me. People who just need a creative outlet. People who can actually sing or at least understand words behind what they're singing. People who delve deeper into the songbook app than you've ever done for me on your most generous night. You bastard. My mother was right about you. Those are the people I choose to spend my nights with. Sure, the drunken bachelorettes are there, and the people who sleep on the floor of Penn Station and miss their trains home. But those people keep the place afloat for those of us who really get it. And I'd rather spend my nights with them, good and bad alike, than spend one more night with you. All you want to do is cook for me, and bake for me, and plan vacations for us, and please me sexually. But will you sing the Audrey part of Suddenly Seymour with me? Just once! Oh, you're disgusting! I didn't think so. I I can't do this anymore. Oh, God. It's happening, isn't it? Don't act like this is being done to you. You did this to us. How can I just This isn't even the first time. Away. It's probably not even just the hundred. You leave without a trace. But if you insist when I on stand a hobby here that's better suited for people stranded in foreign countries with no friends, Ooh, then I don't know what else you're I can the say only to you. One really I've taken up wine tasting and ballroom dancing for you. How can you I've just become more emotionally available for you? But there's always another hurdle, always another stipulation. This is one too many for me, pal. It's just repugnant. It's unnatural. Goodbye, Leon. It's been... So take a look at me now. Well, there's just an empty space. And there's nothing left here to remind me. Just the memory of your face. Take a good look at me now. There's just an empty space. And you coming back to me is against all odds. That's a chance I've got to take.
You sounded good. Thanks. I'll go pack some shit. Okay. Karaoke ruins as many marriages as it inspires. For the sake of your witchy woman, for the love of your lover man, let's make this the last dance tonight for karaoke hedonism. You guys, thank you so much. This has been an amazing season. Thank you guys sincerely from the bottom of our hearts for uh, sticking with us through 12 episodes of this tomfoolery. Ted, I'd like to dedicate this episode to Ted, who dragged me to an acquaintance's parents' 4th of July party one year. I'd marry that acquaintance four years, five months, and three days later. So major points for that one. All part of my plan, Mike. All part of my plan. Some kind of secret genius. I'd like to dedicate this last episode to my amazing wife, Hallie O'Gorman, who has helped us out with recordings right here in your living room and also remotely from our apartment on her own microphone. Yes. Uh, She's been busy with uh, acupuncture school this year, but still found time to be a part of this. So thank you very much, my dear. Woo! Woo! You guys, one more time this season, stay tuned for outtakes and for our fancy outro, voiced by Jillian Pensavalli herself. And you can hear me on her podcast every now and then. It's called The Hamilcast, and you can find it at The Hamilcast. All right, we'll look it up later. <laughs> it's not that important. I'll probably forget because I'm wasted. I've always been turned. Oh, sorry. I've always been <laughs> All right. I live across the street from an elementary school. Sometimes I shoot the kids with a BB gun from my bedroom window. So that's what I got going on next Tuesday. The Branch Davidians got nothing on me. Can I do that southern accent? Yeah. The Branch Davidians got nothing on me. That's days one to three and then day five of my period. I like the way you speed that up at the end. That's days one to three and day five of my period. That's obviously a, a line that was written by men. Yes. Yeah. No, no woman would ever talk like that. And also, that's not what happens. The longer it goes, the lighter it gets. Yeah. I enjoy standing in front of my mirror and singing from the Great American Songbook. Just in blackface. <laughs> I can't believe we have a callback in here. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's, he's trying to drive this point home. <laughs> but she hasn't left yet. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's hearing him out. She's hearing him out. Maybe, maybe she's into it. Let me know when you're ready, brah. Hey, Tommy, 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 it's me, Mickey. Remember when I took Polaroids of your mother taking a shower and gave copies to the whole sixth grade class? Yeah, your mother was responsible for a lot of 12-year-olds with Chafe Johnsons at St. Christopher's. And that was before she stopped working out, too. Next time you're at the cemetery, tell her I said thanks. Use your time turner and call five minutes ago and receive free admission to the farmer's market at Holy Cross. They got corn. Corn cob, corn off the cob. They got can con. Any con that you can imagine, we're all going to win here. They do not, I repeat, they do not, and I will not answer this again, they do not have con beef. Where were you? Where were you? Where were you? It's going to be great out to Newport. <laughs> Bobby Newport. Bobby Newport. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one who really knew me at all. How can you just let me pass? <laughs>
I'm watching Mike giggle over it. Don't sing to Mike. Very yes. Such bad I have to leave. You sounded good. I did. Really? Yeah. You uh. You really did. Thanks. I'll go pack some shit. Okay. <laughs> this is basically Chris Penn from Reservoir Dogs at the end when he goes, Why don't you tell me what really happened? Okay. That's Got it. Stop pointing that gun at my dad, Larry! <laughs> exactly. Stop pointing that gun at my dad! <laughs> you and I have done a lot of jobs together, and I respect you, but if you keep pointing that gun at my dad, I will gun you down. <laughs> Something to that effect. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a local yeah. Yeah. I'm reading this script for Reservoir Dogs. I don't understand this. <laughs> I got a glass eye. You were at karaoke, weren't you? So what if I was? You son of a bitch! You know what that is? It's Give Me Back My Son from Ransom. <laughs> Give Me Back My Son! Yep. You have to have some kind of <laughs> Mel, thank you for that one. It's better than your other tirades. <laughs> You son of a bitch! The cops are gonna knock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna really enjoy explaining. <laughs> Try that again, more defiant. It's like you saying, yes, I like to wear adult diapers. Right. It turns me on. <laughs> because you don't. Can you put that line in? Good? Sounded great. You guys feel good? Great. Yeah. Alright, that was fucking fantastic. Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones was written by Michael Paul Smith and Ted O'Gorman, with some room for improvisation because this is a comedy podcast, you guys. We're not tied to the page. The podcast was produced by me, Jillian Pensavalli, and edited by me and Michael Paul Smith. You can subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot, and to be honest, you don't want to be on Ted's bad side. Follow the guys on Twitter at Ted and Michael, individually at MPSmithNYC and at Ted O'Gorman, and use the hashtag Ted and Michael on all the things. For love notes and hate mail, use TedandMichael at gmail.com. Visit TedandMichael.com for episodes and full credits, including voiceover actors and music tracks. Thanks again for listening. Stay weird, friends. Stay weird, friends.